What's going on, guys? This is another episode of the LCR Media Podcast. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And today I wanted to focus on something that I've never publicly... Well, I take that back. I said it once, maybe a, a year or two ago or whatever, whenever it was. Yeah, it was a couple winters ago that I believe I mentioned it on a live stream on YouTube. But for those that, you know... There wasn't a ton of people listening, watching that that, that uh, live stream, uh, a few a few hundred or so. So chances are you haven't heard this story. So anyway, I haven't really talked about it or discussed it. Um, definitely not on the podcast and just in general. Only a few people, you know, off air even know about it. So for whatever reason, it bumped, it popped in my head. Actually, I, I know why, because I actually just today... You know, with uh, spring spring being sprung here in Central Virginia, and uh, all the trees or most of the trees are budding, and a lot of them have flowers already. The flowering flower flowering there we go uh, type trees have a lot of flowers already, and you know, as you're trimming or mowing around them or underneath them, you know, you're banging into them or bumping into them, and they're you know flowers and seedlings and all kinds of stuff are kind of sprinkling down upon you, raining down upon you sometimes, you know, and, uh, I felt like, you know, some, some stuff on my neck and I instinctively, you know, tried to get it off my neck, you know, in, in, in the midst of, of whatever I was doing, just because it's, it's just kind of, it's, uh, you know, um, old, old hat, you know, it's, it's an old habit or whatever. But so anyway, that, that, that made me think about what, what I'm going to tell you, what the craziest thing that happened to me in all of my years in lawn care, lawn and landscape, this is going on my ninth season. And I thought to myself in that moment, how a lot of people probably don't even care about that kind of stuff. They would not even brush it, literally brush it off their shoulder. They would just keep going maybe at the end of the day or, you know, when you're done with the yard, you probably brush yourself off, you know, maybe get some of the grass off so you don't track, you know, more than you need to in and into the truck or whatever constantly, you know, I mean, I know me and my guys, we kind of make a a conscious effort to brush ourselves off a little bit. Of course, you're not going to get every little thing off and that's what uh, washing machines, things like that are for. But, you know, we try to get the bulk of the stuff off of ourselves. So we're not constantly tracking it into the truck and making it so that we have to vacuum the truck out, you know, more often than we need to. Um, You know, we're cutting grass at the end of the day. So of course we're going to get messy, but it also gets the bugs and the spiders and things off you. Right. So I, I say all that to say that when you have if you don't, if you, if you get out of the habit, you know, of not like brushing those kind of things off, like if I had just ignored, you know, oh, I know those are just flowers or whatever, I'm just going to keep going. And, and then I forget about it. I would imagine I would get, or you would get kind of desensitized to those things. And then before you know it, you know, you, you think you just have flowers or whatever on you and you just have like a, you know, a spider crawling around on, on your neck or something, this joker bites you. And then, you know, you have irritation or if it happens to be a poisonous spider, depending on where you are in the country, we've got a few here in Virginia, but they're not typically on trees, but still, you know, you just never know. And, and, and for nothing else it's definitely going to be irritating, like, like any bug bite, mosquitoes, whatever. So I I tend to make sure that I'm always brushing that stuff off whenever I I get extra sensitive, whenever I feel stuff, you know, on me, I kind of quickly brush it off because you just never know. And, and even more so now, because I don't think it was last summer. I think it was two summers ago. Yeah, definitely two summers ago, really at the peak of when, you know, uh, COVID was 
it was kind of like mid COVID time where, you know, things were opening back up and we were doing what we had to do and, um, trying to readjust, you know, the world was trying to readjust to how we live our daily lives dealing with all this COVID stuff and some mask mandates, some not blah, 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 all this stuff. But that's when things really started getting crazy with the service industry exploding, everything service, whether it be lawn and landscape, housekeeping, whatever, anything and everything that people could, um, value their time more by paying someone else to do stuff that they didn't want to spend the time to do so they could enjoy their weekends doing other things or their, you know, when they get off of work doing other things, you know, everything in the service industry just, just exploded. So many, so many reasons why what I said and, and then some, and with that being said, there's tons, tons and tons of work, but then all of a sudden there was a lack of workers for some reason. There was just this huge transition in the service industry exploding and everyone that worked in the service industry just magically disappearing. Like, I don't know, just poof off the face of the earth. And it wasn't just obviously the service industry. It was just, it was everywhere. It was employment period, just for whatever reason. For There's a lot of reasons, of course. I'm sure you guys could might know some reasons or can speculate some reasons. Um, and we're not going down those rabbit holes on this episode, but in the, in the heat of that downtrend of a downturn of people wanting to work and the huge uptick of, of work needing to be done, I, like so many others, got caught up in the middle of that. So I'm, I'm setting all this up because it, it really just made things even more stressful for me. So here we are, you know, midsummer, I'm down to one employee left. Um, I, pro- I think I maybe I had uh, two or three total. Um, you know, leading up to that summer, I guess. And then I was down to just one guy that I had had for a couple of years and we were just hanging in there, just holding strong. And I'm trying to find people and like zero applications coming in. It was just craziness. You know, normally it's just dozens and dozens, whether they're good or bad applicants. I was still used to getting dozens of applications every or applicants every, every week. And there was none every week. It, it was the craziest thing to me. And it was, it was not really encouraging either. And I'm just, we're just trying to get all the work done. It's, you know, starting to get to be the hottest time of the summer here in Virginia, you know, July, August time frame, And it was just craziness. So we're just hustling and bustling, just running and gunning. And I'm just working all day, every day, you know, trying to get as much as I can done, you know, within 40 hours of my employee, try to stay away from overtime. Don't want to overwork him. You know, as it is, we were already doing a lot, you know, more than two people should be doing in 40 hours in a week. But then I would, you know, when he was done, I would go spray yards and try and stay on top of weeds, you know, um, after we were done cutting our yards for, for the day and do that every day throughout, you know, every week and just trying to keep up with all that stuff and getting ready for aeration season, all that. And in the midst of all that, in the midst of all that, a yard that we mow plenty of times, mowed it for years. Um, I, you know, since it was the two of us, you know, I had to do a lot more other things to help out, right? So as soon as I got done mowing, grabbed the trimmer, started helping trim while he was in the back, I believe, trimming or finishing up push mowing or something, this yard we had to push mow. Um, and I get done trimming and I go to put the trimmer back up on the rack and I feel like the sharpest pain that I've ever felt in my life on my neck. Like I've gotten stung by, um, yellow jackets. 
I, I've gotten stung by a yellow jacket on my neck, actually, um, which so this story just tells you like, you know, <laughs> this is the craziest thing. Getting stung by a yellow jacket on my neck on a ladder while I'm trimming bushes, you know, is not the craziest thing. You know, somehow I made it off of the ladder safely and, you know, chucked the, you know, trimmers and backed away to assess the situation after getting stung by a yellow jacket and saw a swarm of them all around our area. And then my employee got stung immediately after I did and all that stuff. So that, that, that's kind of par for the course. I feel like for us, right. I've gotten stung on my forearm before by a yellow jacket. Like, unfortunately that kind of stuff just happens and, and it's very painful, but this was like something, none other. It was literally like somebody took a syringe, you know, like a needle, like that you would give someone a shot, not like the cute little ones, like for your, for a vaccination or anything like that. It's, it's like the ones that they draw, bl- draw blood with, but stabbed me in the neck with it instead, just like bang. And it was just like the, like I said, the most excruciating pain ever. I, that's, that's the best way that I can explain it. You know, if, if that's, if that's even a way to explain it, just, just know it was very painful and I have a pretty decent threshold for pain. Um, I almost dropped, you know, the trimmer as I was, uh, putting, putting, putting it up. Actually, I think I was, that's where I was topping, topping it off. Like I put it on the rack and I was topping it off with gas because, you know, whatever it, it was empty or almost empty. It was topping it off. So we do before we get to the next property to make sure we don't run out in the middle of the property and have to walk back and forth. So whatever opportunity we have, we're topping off the gas tanks. That's a whole nother side note there of efficiencies that we have in, in my, in my business. But, uh, I remember I was topping the gas off and, and I felt that pain and I quickly like stopped and put the, the, can down like somehow I didn't like drop anything or jump or make a huge spillage of gas everywhere so I put it down I was like oh and I instinctively you know like grabbed somehow I you know I didn't even swipe I just grabbed whatever wherever that sensation was on my neck I just grabbed and flung on the down on the ground and I look and I'm like what the heck is that I'm thinking it's like this big fat furry like pod from like certain trees um, that have like these big, I don't know, like seed pods or something. I don't even know what. Sometimes you see them all over the yard. They're just really big, like almost like a mini pine cone, but it's furry. I don't re- remember or even pay attention enough to know what comes of those, if, if a, fl- a flower blooms or what the deal is from those on the trees. But I see them a lot on the ground. So I thought maybe it was one of those. But I'm like, well, why the heck would that have hurt me so bad? That makes zero sense. So I look at it closer and I'm like, oh my gosh, this, this is, this is alive. It's living. And I'm looking at it and it was the most terrifying, most prehistoric looking thing I have ever seen in my life. It was this big furry blob, uh, probably the size of your thumb. And because of how it landed or whatever, it was like sideways, I guess. And I could just see like these weird little like feet moving on the bottom and like what looked like little like mouth parts. And it it was it it literally, honestly, it seemed like something out of a horror movie, to be honest. And I'm just staring at it like, what the heck is this? And only for maybe like 10, 15 seconds before my employee comes over and he's like, 
what, what what's up? What's going on? And he, he looks and I'm like, look at this thing. And he's like, oh man, what is that? That's freaky looking dude. I'm like, it's alive. And he's like, what? No way. And he like picks up a stick and he's poking it. And sure enough, it's wiggling around slowly, but surely. And he's like, dude, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. And I like picked it up and like chucked it like in, into like wherever, like into the grass. He's like, dude, why'd you do that, man? I want to check that thing out. Like that's freaky. And I'm like, that thing like stung me or bit me or something like on my neck and my neck is killing me. And like this, so all of this happened in maybe like a minute time frame between feeling that pain, flinging it on the ground, analyzing it for however, 10 seconds or whatever, him coming over and doing the same thing. And then me chucking it. it was probably about a minute time frame. And in that minute, I started to feel like shooting pain and burning sensation all over my neck up and down my neck and it started going down my shoulder and then down to my arm as we're discussing the situation and I'm telling him how you know that this I felt this terrible pain on my neck and it's killing me now I don't know what that freaky thing is but like what if it's poisonous I don't even know what that is never even heard or seen something like this before so he finds it you know with a stick and he's 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 playing around with it and taking a picture of it. And he's like, dude, this is the creepiest thing ever. Hey guys, if you haven't heard yet, Equip Expo has opened up their registration for 2023 in October. So if you want to save 15%, you can click on the link in the episode description to save 50% off registration. Or if you're already on the website, you can enter in promo code. You can enter LCR in the promo code spot. Again, 50% off. The link is in the episode description or enter promo code LCR. Hope to see you there. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com, and of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. He's playing around with it and he's taking a picture of it and he's like, dude, this is the creepiest thing ever. And I'm going to get the ice pack out the first aid kit that we keep on us at all times. Another side note there of efficiencies looking for the ice pack. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, put that thing on my neck. My neck is literally on fire and I'm feeling like numbness and sharp pain going all like all at the same time. If that even makes sense, right? Just going all down my arm and now my arm's feeling weird. I'm starting to feel chest pain on the right, because this is on the right side of my neck. 
So the right side, I don't even know if that's like closer to where your heart is or what the deal is, but I was just not feeling it at all. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am not feeling good. Like what is going on? Like why should this thing be like some crazy epic poisonous thing? And he, and he's like, and I'm like, are you, and I see him on his phone. I'm like, are you looking it up? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, like, or the two of us surmise it looked like some sort of caterpillar. And I'm like, what is this? What is it? Some sort of poisonous caterpillar? Like Google like poisonous caterpillar or something as I'm grabbing the ice pack. And then he's like, dude, no way. I'm like, what? And he shows me the picture and he was like, this looks exactly like, like, like it. And I'm like, yeah, it does. And he's like, and he starts reading it to me. And it's one of the most poisonous caterpillars in the world in the world side note there are out of the five top poisonous caterpillars in the world two of those jokers live in virginia and one of them just stung my you know what i was like about to like pass out and cry i'm like are you kidding me right now how is this even a thing this is not what I need right now. Like we are way behind. We are trying to get everything done week, day in and day out. It's burning hot. We got so much going on. People are complaining. I can't find enough help. I got all kinds of personal family activities and things that I'm trying to stay on top of and be a part of. And I just get stung by or bit or whatever. I don't even know what, what the right words were by this one of the most poisonous caterpillars i didn't even know there were i knew that there were poisonous caterpillars right you might think to yourself there's like this colorful one that's like super spiky looking and it's like in the amazon probably right all the scary deadly stuff lives you know in the amazon and and other parts of the of the world but you wouldn't but that's not what this thing looked like but uh you you wouldn't think that there was a variety of different types of caterpillars that look so unassuming and live in Virginia. So like literally this caterpillar, which is one of the two most poisonous top five, it uh, literally is in Virginia and then like other parts of the world. Like it's not like it's like a variety of states in our country. It's like Virginia and like, you know, Brazil or, you know, like crazy stuff. I'm like, come on. Oh man. So, um, we'll get back to a little bit of, you know, more details about this caterpillar, but in the heat of that moment, I was freaking out and we loaded everything up. You know, my employee was like, dude, I would go to the doctor if I were you. I was like, man, I, I don't have time to go to the doctor. We got stuff to do. Let's go to 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven fixes everything, right? <laughs> Let's just go to the, the old 7-Eleven. Oh, man, they got everything. I need some Benadryl. Give me some Benadryl, you know, antihistamine blocker. Stop whatever allergic reaction or whatever might be happening. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just... And he's reading, you know, these articles as I'm driving to 7-Eleven. And, you know, he's reading stuff like, um, apparently this was a big deal a couple of years prior to, um, that time frame. So maybe in retrospect to now, maybe it was like five or six years ago, it was a problem in Virginia that people were getting, you know, uh, getting, uh, stung by these things and they were and going, ending up in emergency rooms with like, ner ner um, 
neurological damage and things like just really getting messed up. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know if anyone died or anything, but I know there was a few people that had some sort of permanent, you know, nerve damage from this kind of scenario. I guess it depends on where, where it happens and how quickly you get it taken care of. But my stubborn self, you know, I just went in the Seven Eleven, got Benadryl, took it, you know, I, I kept, you know, ice in it, ice in it, which definitely helped. As soon as I put an ice pack on it, just like any kind of um, impact area, whether it's from, you know, like a like a, a hit, you know, a bruise, a stab, um, you know, bit and any kind of like blunt force trauma type deal to your to your body. If you put ice on it, definitely feels a lot better. Keeps all the blood and all the swelling and everything away or reduced and as well as helping with the pain. So that definitely helped kind of like stop or slow down the process. But at that point, my whole right arm and part of my chest, right, 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 right side of my chest, and of course my neck. Well, my neck wasn't as bad anymore because I had, that's where I had the ice on. But my arm and my chest were definitely in pain. It felt really not, you know, it felt weird. Like I never felt that way before. It was, you know, I felt like, you know, indigestion or whatever before. You know, I've definitely had, you know, painful things happen in my life that are just kind of normal stuff here and there. But this was not normal. So I took Benadryl kind of waited it out for a little bit, contemplated my options. I texted my family in case I just dropped dead or something. Um, and, you know, told them what happened, you know, a little while later, my daughter's like, you know, later on down the road, my daughter was like telling me she was researching poisonous caterpillars. She's like, no, there's no way that it was this caterpillar. And then when I sent her the picture of it, like the actual picture that I took of it, she was like, no way. Of course it's the one that, that, you know, the, one of the most poisonous ones in the world that that's stung daddy, of course. Great. You know? And I'm just like, oh man, she's a wildlife conservation major in Virginia tech. So she's more familiar with a lot of these kind of things than the average person. And, uh, so, so there, there was all that. So however long, 10, 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, whatever, however long it was that I was kind of just, weighing options out and talking to my family and, you know, reassuring my employee that I'll be fine and all that. And he's just like, dude, I would really just go to the, the hospital if I were you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we got too much work to do and I'll be fine. And I'm, I'm starting to feel better. And I did start to feel a little bit better. I started to feel better enough where I wasn't panicked and any anymore. I was just really sore and uncomfortable and just wanted to finish the day. So we went back to work and we just got after it and I couldn't even last a whole day. I couldn't even finish the day. My right arm basically was unfunctional. So it was, you know, challenging to mow, let alone use a trimmer because I'm right-handed. So I, I was just pretty much shot at the end. You know, we couldn't even finish the full day because I was just shot. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's just call it, you know, we, you know, drop him off. Um, and I get ready to head home and all that and sending emails out to people telling them what happened. Well, first I did some more research and things like that. And I just kind of gave people, sent people some pictures and get, cause I felt to myself, you know, I, I get real guilty about these kind of things feeling like, like people think I'm just going to make this stuff up. Like, you know, but of, of all, of all, of all things that could have happened when it happened, it happened to me. Right. Like, come on. And, uh, but 
anyway, so I kind of updated everybody that was left for that day and then updated people for the next day or for the rest of the week. It was like maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. So it was like beginning to middle of the week. So we still had days left of work to do. And I just, I figured it, it, it might potentially, if I ended up having to go to the, see the doctor or something, that this would affect things. So I just wanted to give everybody the heads up and let them know that, you know, we're even more behind than normal, not just because we're shorthanded, but now because above, uh, on top of everything else, I just apparently, I just happened to get stung by one of the most poisonous caterpillars in the world. So, and side note, here's some fun facts for you. You know, there's two of them, you know, in, in Virginia out of the top five and one of them, what, you know, got me. And for those of you that have been desperately waiting, it's called a pus caterpillar. P-U-S-S, Caterpillar. It sounds terrible. I don't know why that's a name. And it looks t- just as terrible. It doesn't look like pus, but it looks terrible. And uh, so if you Google pus caterpillar, that's the fat furry critter that stung me. It's the most, it, it's the freakiest looking dinosaur looking thing that you'll, that you've probably seen in a long time, if not ever, like in real life, you know? Um, so that's the thing that just fell off of a, the tree so upon further research, they live in you know certain trees and it must have just fallen out. Like either I bumped into a branch or who knows what while I was trimming or edging underneath the tree and it just fell on a part of me, you know, probably on my hat or my shirt or whatever, and then just kind of crawled its way up to my neck. And the thing is they have their fur is like a gazillion like needles, I guess, you know, so that if any animal tries to like grab it with its mouth or hand or anything to eat it, like a bird or something like that, it just automatically gets jacked up. And then that's, that, that's a wrap for that. And then it, you know, it kind of, the caterpillar gets dropped or whatever. And on its way, it goes back on its, on its pilgrimage. So for me, that was my neck. It was just kind of crawling up on my neck and inadvertently probably just Cause it was like, what, you know, it probably didn't, had no idea what I even was or what was going on. It just fell off and landed on me and just kept crawling along. It doesn't harm a tree obviously, but my skin flesh is a totally different thing. So it just inadvertently stung me in my neck and it was terrible. It was, it was the most terrible feeling ever. So that's the pus caterpillar. And somehow I survived that whole scenario. I had after effects. I, you know, I, I said to myself, let me just see how the day go, how the rest of the night goes, see how I feel in the morning or whatever. And, um, you know, if I go to the doctor, you know, we'll see from there. And I never ended up going to the doctor. I kind of just stayed the same, never got worse. Didn't really get a whole lot better. Just felt, you know, terrible for a couple of days, you know, like slowly but surely I started to get, uh, like not, I, I had feeling, but like I started to feel less pain in my right arm and in my, and in my right chest, my neck was fine after a few days, but it, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks went by and I still had chest pain. You know, my, my arm was back to normal, but my chest, I still had chest pain and it lasted, it lasted a while. <laughs> It lasted weeks, if not months, where I still kind of felt not 100% with, like, you know, if I took deep breaths and stuff. And I know you're all probably thinking, oh, my gosh, why didn't you just go to the doctor? What is wrong with you? I ask myself that, too. But it's, you know, that time has come and gone now, my friends. So let this be a public service announcement for you. Um, Go to the dang hospital. 
or see your doctor the next day, something, if you have one, or go to patient first, urgent care, whatever you have, because it's better safe than sorry. You know, I want to say I'm a tough, uh, I'm a tough cookie or whatever. I'm definitely a trooper, but that doesn't mean I should risk my health and, and or life especially I have a family and everything. Even if I didn't, I was just some young buck out here getting after it. There's a potential family, a potential future that I could be risking. So so think, think about that with everything else you got going on in your life, all the risks that we all take intentionally or unintentionally. Just be mindful of everything that you say and do to who and when, where and what and how you react to situations. Just keep your own health and safety in mind, as well as the people around you for, for your future self and your potential future family. If you don't already have one, if you do have one, gosh, think about your family right now. Like what if you, you know, what if I just dropped dead or just went into like a, you know, whatever, I just passed out or something or whatever things medically happen to you in, in those kind of scenarios. Like that would be terrible for my employee, terrible for my family, terrible for the customer whose yard that, that I, that this happened. And by the way, I also told that, that customer what happened so that she knew like to be safe and careful. And she was freaked out. Everyone, you know, res- almost everybody responded to the email, like terrified, like, Oh my gosh, like that's, that's terrifying looking and sounding. And I'm so sorry. And don't worry about it. Just, you know, your health comes first and just keep us posted. If we have to find someone else, you know, to temporarily cut our grass, that's fine. Like, you know, whatever, like that, that, that was one of those moments where, you know, most of the people were, you, you, you know, you, you kind of see who, who your good people are and, and who they aren't. And, you know, that they, they, I definitely had a lot of good feedback or response from, from a lot of good people with that. Cause it was just a freak accident, total freak thing. And it's just like, who, who would have thunk? Um, but yeah, good old pus caterpillar. So now I'm super self-conscious when something touches my neck, needless to say, pull, bringing this back full circle to the, the beautiful, lovely, fluffy flowers that are falling from the tree branches this time of year, as you go under them and give them a little brush up against. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Next time you feel something something on your neck could be a creepy crawler waiting to uh inject some poison into your bloodstream on that note folks <laughs> this is uh uh been a a crazy one and that was a crazy experience but uh we are in the spring rush we are in the thick of it i'll try to get this episode in between hence now i officially have legitimate ibg in between guest episodes um so i can squeeze them in here and there when they're to keep it relevant to the time of year in between all these guest episodes. We're on to now Synced Live, which was uh, one of the last events I went to. I also went to Kohler, um, Kohler's event, the Lawn and Landscape Society. Uh, So there's some, we got a couple episodes from there as well. So be on a lookout for that. But we definitely have quite a bunch from Synced Live, which was in Atlanta. And uh, I talk all about that on those episodes. So I'm not going to labor over what that is any more than I already do on those episodes. So be on a lookout for more of those episodes coming down the line. Lots of interesting folks that I met and interviewed doing lots of great things for the community and the industry. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoy those and I hope you guys enjoyed this short and sweet off the, off the wall kind of episode here, but Hey, this stuff happens or at least it happens to me. 
Until the next episode, thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast and keeping us going here. And thank you for you guys that are listening, for always listening, and uh, hopefully to continue listening. Until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.